This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of The Quocast. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future edition of the podcast, then you can. Just email quocast at outlook.com, that's quocast at outlook.com, tweet at the quocast on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the quocast. So before I get to the topic of today's podcast, let me do a little promo here for Francis' son, Furs, um, who has uh, an album out. It's his debut album. It's called Until I Figure It Out. It's out now and on all streaming platforms. And on the official Quo Facebook, it says here, after receiving support from BBC Music introducing on various singles and his first BBC Radio 1 play with It Feels Right, Furs decided it was finally the right time to bring out a full-length project. And you can listen to the full album on Spotify I will put the links and everything that you need to check out his music in the description of this podcast. I've been listening and I'm impressed. I really like it. So now on to the um, topic of this week's podcast, uh, In Search of the Fourth Chord, released in September of 2007. I remember it well. I got it on the day of release. It was the first album which I got to do that with. This album is the first album to have Rhino's lead vocal on an original Status Quo song. If you remember, he was on riffs doing Centerfold. Uh, If you want to hear more about... um, bad news uh you can check out the interview that i did with rhino at the latter part of last year that's available on youtube and also on the podcast feed i'm part of that set that remember the message board changing uh on the official quo site which was very exciting with the new logo and everything and bad news being to talk about it being really popular uh, within the Quo um, fandom, simply because it was seen as kind of a return to more rockier pastures, I suppose. And it even topped the HMV chart because people were downloading it because this is the this is the era where people suddenly realized this is before streaming was counted in the charts, which kind of messed up this theory. But it was in the era when, um digital songs so songs downloaded from itunes and other places could count towards the chart can't remember exactly who was behind it but a lot of fans uh started downloading bad news in an attempt to get it in the chart and i remember that on the message board there was a little bit of a a thing that when the chart was read out on radio one someone actually texted in to ask if status quo were in there um had been yet and they were like no it hasn't and unfortunately as far as i know it didn't chart in the top 40 but it did end up at the top of um hmv chart and possibly others as well so pip williams returned uh for the first time since 1990 uh, somethings uh, don't stop 
album and uh, the album had a different sound to it uh, to the party ain't over yet produced by mike paxman it was interesting actually i remember playing it for the first time and hearing the voice at the beginning now let's listen to the music and try to identify the chord and going into beginning of the end and realizing it was a slightly different mix to the one that had been sent to radio stations for airplay and such and the one that was in the video but i liked it um i really like beginning of the end uh, it sounds great live. It's always good to hear those latter-day Quo songs live, even the ones from Heavy Traffic that have been played uh, for the past 20 years or so. Now, you've got, obviously, the, the underlying theme there, the fact that they're joking in the title of In Search of the Fourth Chords, kind of playing on that free chord thing that they have not been doing for the past 50 years. There are more than three chords in many of their songs, sometimes five, six, seven, depending. The other thing to note here is the cover, which I know it's it's not one of their finest. Uh, it's quite cheap, I guess, in that it's playing on, oh, In Search of the Fourth Chord, Indiana Jones. You know, it, it was probably something that was suggested. I think it's in the same school of thought as Under the Influence, right? Or Thirsty Work. Let's be very obvious about this. I, I think even the band have said in the past the cover, you know, is not one of their, their best. But it looks good on a shelf, um, it looks pretty good when you get it out. You know, it looks good. Uh, I mean, there was uh, a vinyl version that came out. From what I've seen from pictures, it looked pretty good on a on a vinyl thing. Nice and colorful, nicely printed, etc., um, etc. Et so there we are. Um, it's also said, I, I've got a document here in front of me. It says it's also a reference uh, to the album, the title, In Search of the Lost Chord by British rock band the Moody Blues, who, of course, Pip Williams uh, has produced in the past. So what about, apart from Beginning of the End, which was the lead single from this album, uh, and had a video on the London Eye as well, which I was really impressed with. This is the era where I really got into Quo, um, like the newer stuff as opposed to just kind of listening to the back catalogue excited about this new kind of rocking oh we're on a bit of a concepty type thing you know with in search of the fourth chord and uh songs like pennsylvania blues tonight that kind of play on that uh so we've got songs on here like all right which is that fast forward you know uh rick parfit wayne morris number uh the aforementioned Pennsylvania Blues Tonight, which was performed on this morning, I want to say, which was very bizarre, but just playing into the fourth chord thing. And while I think about it, I think they appeared on the one show as well. And Rick Parfit did kind of a shuffly type thing, if you remember. It's on YouTube and it's hilarious. And what always makes me laugh is that sometimes Rick seemed very unsure about chords um on on certain things when he wasn't doing the shuffly thing so he's doing this shuffly thing and then you know did did it did it did it did it and he does this chord 
and he seems really unsure. So I think that's the one. And it's it's just funny. You know that he he's a lot more knowledgeable um lot more knowledgeable about it than he's kind of letting on there, but it's literally just for the show. You and I know uh that he was extremely good at those kind of extra bits and pieces um i i do recommend as well checking out rick parfitt's uh rhythm method which is available there's lots of uh little bonus things in there to get your teeth into and especially good if you're learning to play quo on guitar so let's go on with the album here i personally really like uh, i don't want to hurt you anymore i'm a huge fan of that song uh, it's a Rossi Young composition. Of course it is. I love the intro on that. They've kind of got a strange panning thing going on, which I think is really clever. Uh, it sounds very typical Quo, and the solo perhaps could be seen as a little bit lazy, but sometimes I like that, you know? Reminds me of of some other songs that they've done, although the name, uh, the, the names of which uh, are not coming to mind at the moment electric arena another rossi young composition played on his solo tour only a few years later i think he really likes it and it's it's got a really nice uh funnily enough it's got a really nice solo on it not one of my favorites personally uh but we go on to track six we've got gravy train um written by rhino gravy train what uh, a track i have heard a demo of gravy train with rhino singing i'm not quite sure why he wasn't allowed or chose not to uh sing gravy train on the album because i think it really suits his voice it's just a great song isn't it i mean rick does it justice on the album i love the production of it i think it's certainly for me one of the strongest on there so we go on to the andy bowen written figure of eight which again sounds quite simple but it's kind of got andy's eccentricity in there which i really like it's sung by francis and uh i find the the little bit in the middle you know the little chorusy bit a figure of eight a figure of eight really uh catchy um i like that um what do you think do you like that song? It's it's a little bit on the unquo side, and it's kind of got other bits going on in there. Um, but I really like it. Uh, so you're the one for me. Matt Letley wrote it. Um, I'd love to interview Matt actually, um, because his drumming on these albums is just uh, exceptional right um brilliant great live as well because i saw them live at this point man they were tight that was great really like you're the one for me especially uh, the little lead bit at the beginning there's little bits and it kind of reminds me of softer ride um it's kind of the ding 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 that sort of reminds me of of that and i think that's that's what you find with this album there's kind of little bits of of old in there that isn't like ripping off themselves it's more like just like tiny references uh that tell you this is status quo then you've got my little heartbreaker which is kind of a mid-tempo country thing written by rossi and young also uh performed on rossi's solo tour then you've got hold me which 
as I say, it kind of reminds you, it's that, that darker side, isn't it, of, of status quo. Then Saddling Up, which has one of my favourite lyrics on the album. Trailer trash, a waste of space girl, shouldn't have called me cactus face well. It's, it's something like that, isn't it? It's like a 17-year-old me thought cactus face was hilarious uh, for some reason. We've already talked about bad news, and then we go on to tongue-tied, which has got to be one of the most beautiful songs uh, that Quo have ever recorded. Um, it's a Rossi and Young thing again, and I want to say that the vocals were recorded on uh, on a tour bus or something. I want to say it was at the end of the day, and... France's vocals were kind of a little bit on the maybe like tired side, but that really adds to it. That adds to the emotion of the song and it gets me every time. Um, it's just an amazing thing and again shows that Quo is more than just free chords and, and rocking and stuff. You know, there's a really nice kind of story going on there, which I've always appreciated. So we've got In Search of the Fourth Chord. I've told you what my thoughts of it are. What are your thoughts? You can let me know in the uh, comments on social media and uh, via emailing uh, quocast at outlook.com. I did ask in advance for people's opinions of this album, and I've got a few, hopefully, as we do more of these. Um, I will get more replies. What did um, fans of the band have to say about In Search of the Fourth Chord? So the first one um, is from Dan. He says, I'm still undecided about it. It just left, I assume he means felt, like the band pulling in different directions. That started on the party album, then was totally obvious on Quid Pro Quo. It was, however, a very strong Rhino album. His contributions really shone through. Beginning of the End was an obvious and good choice of single, but the clipping of the tambourine in and out of the mix on the outro has always annoyed me for some reason. Was the mix rushed, I wonder? I was dubious at first, he continues, on hearing Pip Williams was back at the helm after how polished Don't Stop was, but overall, I think he got some great sounds out of them, and I think his occasional guitar flourishes added something. I Ain't Wasting My Time is the equivalent of Lonely not being on In The Army now, criminal for it not to be on the full album. Wasn't really keen on the less rocking version of One by One, as the demo's backing track built up into an epic track. I'm always a bit harsh in scoring stuff. They have a lot to live up to, but I'd give it 6 out of 10. That was Dan. Thanks for contributing. And uh, there's a couple of others here. Uh, Christopher says, I enjoyed it but not their best by any stretch, but to me, enjoyable. Andrew follows on, brilliant start, strong end, dips in the middle. 
I would be um, inclined to agree with you there, Andrew. Um, I, I think, I think what you mean there is obviously the beginning of the end and uh, tracks like Electric Arena and Gravy Train, and then perhaps what people are a little bit thing about are like uh, My Little Heartbreaker, because it's kind of more on the country end, then Hold Me and Saddling Up, and then obviously Bad News and Tongue Tied, and on some editions, I Ain't Wasting My Time, on other editions, One by One. But if you're looking to buy this album now, I believe both of those songs are now included. So that was the In Search of the Fourth Chord album. Whatever your opinion, let me know in the comments on social media, and I will see you again for another Quocast. (laughs) 